This is The Point, professional investing in Australia with Pendle. Welcome to The Point podcast from Pendle. Financial markets are in turmoil. Some of the biggest equity exchanges, including Wall Street, are now in bear market territory. At the same time, bonds have been sold off. To help us understand what's happening, I welcome Tim Hecht, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle, to The Point. Tim, welcome to The Point. Quite a week. Yes, quite a week, quite a 48 hours actually. We had a public holiday here on Monday, of course, but the US didn't and we're catching up now on what's happened. And yes, inflation, which should have been tapering off by now, hasn't. In fact, it's gone a little bit higher and that's certainly sent a big warning shot through markets. Okay. Can we we actually start there and just sort of explain the reason? Because late last week, we found out that rather than a tapering of inflation in the US, it actually increased or the absolute amount increased for the year until the end of May. It's inflation that's a real problem right now that's causing this turmoil? Yeah, look, so the nature of inflation is changing slightly. I mean, the items which, again, were quite concentrated in the US May CPI numbers, things like airfares have gone up a lot and rents are also doing a lot of it. So, you know, used car prices also, which should have been coming off for some reason, had another surge. Not quite sure why. There might be some supply problems with new vehicles as well. So even though it's a very high number, I mean, it was at 1% for the month, which obviously is incredibly high, it was quite concentrated. And quite a lot of our items did behave themselves. But the market isn't listening to that. They're listening Mm. to the central theme. And the central theme is that central banks are behind the curve. They're having to play catch up very quickly. And the thoughts are now, and I think this podcast will go to air just after the US Fed comes out with its decision, but the US Fed is anticipated now to go 75 basis points in the next hike rather than just 50. And really the theme now is we need to be back at neutral almost tomorrow, right? The idea that you can kind of have a smooth path towards neutral it's just disappeared. And neutral, I think we spoke about last time, is somewhere between 25 and 3%. So the US will be there in a few months' time. If market pricing is to believe, Australia also will be there well before the end of the year. Okay, so central banks have to go hard, basically. Did they misread the transitory or not-so-transitory nature of price rises? Yes, look, they've had some bad judgment and some bad luck. So the bad judgment was yeah, coming out with this whole theme in the middle of last year, early middle of last year, that it was transitory. And really, when they were saying that, they were talking transitory being three, six, nine months. My view back then was transitory could be used as a word, but you have to caveat that you're talking about a two or three-year transitory event. Yep. I mean, the supply shocks from COVID weren't going to come back quickly. The bad luck they had, of course, was what happened in Ukraine. No one saw that and predicted the impact. And that's also feeding through. So a little bit of bad judgment and some bad luck. Yeah. Okay. So as interest rates rise quickly, the fear then is we end up with a hard landing, i.e. a recession in the US and potentially in Australia. Absolutely. And, you know, it gets back to this idea almost of the path of least regret for a central bank. And what I mean by that is, you know, you get back to neutrals, the first thing you have to do. When you get back to neutral, you potentially can sit back and look for it for a while. But really, the one thing they don't want to be remembered for is having been a central bank that's overseen a resurgence of structural inflation. In other words, it becomes embedded in the system. They can happily sit out one, two, even three years of you know inflation being a fair bit above target if there's a good reason. But they can't afford the structural part. Now, the question has always been, how determined are they to crush inflation? Are they prepared to cause a recession? 
And, you know, we talk about famously Paul Volcker doing that back in 1979, 1980. He was happy to push things that way to break the back of inflation. Now, my view has been that perhaps the current central bank community aren't quite there, as in are they prepared to actually cause a lot of pain to get the result? But it is very clear that even if they get to neutral quite quickly, inflation won't necessarily be coming down at the same time. There will be a long lag. And are they prepared to sit out that long lag and be patient? or are actually going to take rates into contractionary territory. And that's what equity markets and bond markets are now concerned about. They're concerned about they'll actually have to tighten into contractionary territory. And, of course, where that happens, the chances of a recession become a lot, lot higher. In fact, they're probably greater than 50-50 now. Okay, so just explain that. As an investor, equities don't look particularly attractive if that's the case. and But even as a bond investor – that's being sold off too. So you, it's not like you can sort of, there's no flight to safety there. What's an investor to do, Tim? Well, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this year, obviously, cash is king. I mean, your, yeah. cash, your cash rates, even though they have been negative a few times, I mean, cash is generally, you know, holding its value and you're actually starting to see high returns. But I think the important point to make is that bond markets get well ahead of the actual cash markets. So bond markets, 10-year bonds in Australia are now 4%. Yep. 4% has basically a, a quite a high real yield and a high inflation sort of view in there. I'm not going to sit here and tell you 4% is it because obviously it wasn't that long ago. We're talking about three and three and a half. So momentum is still for slightly higher rates. But I do make the point that if we do go into a recession, 4% is going to turn out to be a pretty, pretty good return and uh, bonds will rally. So really the reason to buy bonds here is more a defensive reason that you want to start thinking about how do I protect my portfolio against the possibility of recession. So that's one thing. But yeah, look, right now, the only safe place to be is cash. But I do think bonds are largely factored in. Equities are an interesting one because obviously a recession is not good news for equities. But you've got to remember with high inflation, the nominal economy continues to do quite well. So there's two ways of looking at an economy. There's how an economy grows in real terms. In other words, are there greater resources? But there's also how it grows in nominal terms. And the nominal economy is still doing very, very well particularly in Australia where commodity prices have helped. So I think equities will be limited to their downside somewhat by the fact that, you know, when inflation's running at 5 6 7%, whatever it is in Australia, even if equities go sideways, you're going backwards. So I, I think that will eventually provide a bid to equities. But right here, right now, everyone's concerned about, you know, inflation and recession. Tim, thank you for talking to The Point. My pleasure, Sean. That was Tim Hext, Head of Government Bond Strategies at Pendle. You've been listening to The Point Podcast from Pendle. I'm Sean Aylmer.